Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Daddy's being quiet. (laughs) Only for now. (laughs) Yeah, I gave him... So I've had those treats at my office for a while. When I would take him to the office with me, I would give him one of those just to shut him up. And since we've now moved offices, as everyone knows, I brought those treats home with me and... He seems to be enjoying himself. He's... Yeah. Let's see if we can make that last the whole episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's taken him a while to get through, so... Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) What, so you, you had a birthday party to go to today? I did. My um, uh, Michael and I's niece, Celeste, turned three today. Today is her actual birthday. Well, happy birthday, Celeste. Yes, happy birthday, Celeste. Um, so, yeah, my sister-in-law just had a baby a few weeks ago. Um, so Michael and my mother-in-law and I decided to plan the party for them so That's they wouldn't sweet. need to worry about it because, um, you know. Having a new baby plus a three-year, almost three-year-old's a lot. Um, so we decorated when she went to the Knock Knock Museum this morning with her dad. Oh, cute! And when she got when she got there, we were all there. Surprise! You know, happy birthday! And she's usually like very social. She was a little taken aback by all the people. Aww. Um, but she came around, and it was fun. It was a Care Bear themed. Oh, that is adorable. I used to she, love the Care Bears. She is obsessed. She must, I don't even know, I couldn't tell you how many Care Bears she has, Jamie. It. I, I don't know if she has all of them, <laughs> but she has so many. And then they bought her mini, the miniature version, so she has like so these baby full care, size. full size oh and baby gosh. Care Bears, and she knows all their names. She's like, this is Charlotte Bear, this is Love Bear, this is, and you're just like, <laughs> okay. This is Grumpy. Oh my god! So it's really cute to hear her talk about them, but she is invested in these bears. Clearly, the only one I really remember, and it, I think it was just because he was so different from the others, was was is it Lionheart. Lionheart. Yeah. 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 So on multiple occasions at their house, we have watched the old Care Bear movie, which includes Lionheart, and um, okay, it's a little dark. Is it in certain spots? That huh. you, yeah, you. I don't think that she picks up on it, but um, as an adult, <laughs> right. I'm kind of like, hmm, that's a little Sometimes I wonder dark. about kids' movies and like going back and re-watching them and how they'll hold up or if there's things that we didn't notice as children. Like um, at I went to a baby shower for a cousin on Friday night and me and two of my cousins were talking about Matilda and... One of my cousins was making her children finish the book before watching the movie. And I was just thinking, like, that was such a solid movie. Like, I loved that movie as a kid. And now I want to go back and rewatch it and see. Oh, it's um, it's dark also. I know, I know. Well, it's Roald Dahl, so. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it, I think you have to be a child of a certain age to get it. Right. Like, you know, you're not going to watch it and think anything, I don't think. But um, as an adult, you're like, wow, that's (laughs) intense abuse. (laughs) Like, not just to the children, like adult abuse as well. Like, it was pretty, 
<laughs> pretty shocking. Pretty shocking. I need yeah. to go rewatch that. Like the that worst now. characteristics in people are played out in those characters, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. But again, great movie, great soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. We actually been listening to the two main songs from that soundtrack recently. Wait, really? Yeah. Just randomly? About two weeks ago, I was like, what's that song from Matilda? And you can't ask Alexa to play the song from Matilda because she all she does is play Matilda the musical. <laughs> so you have to like know the song. So I looked him up and it's only available on Here's a station based on Matilda the musical. Alexa, stop. I see, you can't say her name. I know, I'm sorry. Anyways, I had to look up what the actual songs were mm-hmm. to play them correctly. Because obviously, like she said, they don't it's have not it. available. <laughs> it's not available. Um, oh but they're really God. fun. They're fun songs. So like we danced in the <laughs> in the house to them. But yeah, that was recent. So that's funny, the connection. That is really crazy. Synchronicity. Yes. Um, okay, you. I think you're up first. I am? Okay. So I saw your stories. Okay. Um, I don't know when that was, a few days ago, possibly. And I had written down this book because I knew that it was coming out and I forgot about it. And I was like, oh, that's what I want to read next. And it ended up being fantastic. And it is Mad About You by Vari McFarlane. Gosh darn it, Marissa. That's my book. (laughs) It really is. Marissa, I can't. How do we do this? Well, now we have our September... (laughs) This is so ridiculous. Okay. Well, well, anyway, so this is fun. It is. Is this okay? You seem upset. I just, no, I'm not upset. I'm just in shock <laughs> that this has now happened a second time. But it's only, unintentionally. Be- it's only because you listed it. I know. So and I remembered because I forgot. Like I had it written down as like, okay, this is coming out. And I want to, and I want to, because I love her. Like, I think that she's fantastic. I know, I know that you love Vari McFarland. I do. And so when you said, this made me happy this week, I was like, oh, I forgot to, I forgot. So I, um, yeah. And I had a credit. <laughs> My credit just happened to come up. And I was like, well, that's my, that's it. Well, now, <laughs> now we can talk about the same book. Sorry. Let me interrupt this to say, I forgot, that was my mother texting me, she's keeping my daughter tonight, and I had told her two days ago that I felt a tooth when I was feeding her, but I couldn't get a good look at it because she wouldn't let me, and my mom just texted me, just felt her tooth. How exciting. (laughs) I am so glad you interrupted for that news. We were slightly concerned that she had no teeth. (laughs) She's nine months old, and we asked the doctor at her nine-month appointment, and we're like, other We're, other kids are saying they have teeth, and I don't know. I said I looked it up, and it said by 15 months we should be concerned. By 18 months we should go see an orthopedic, like a orthodontist. And she was like, "Well, like I tell all my patients, um, if she doesn't have a tooth in her head, there's nothing you can do about it right now." Oh my god! <laughs> Thank you, Doctor B. Wow. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Um, but yes. These are the things that excite me now. I'm just so happy for Lucia's tooth. <laughs> Sorry. I'm thrilled for you. Anyways, I'm really glad that we get to discuss this book together. Okay. No, I am too. Okay. I, so I was telling, again, the one of the same cousins and my mom about this book on Friday night. 
And I know, I know I didn't do a good job explaining it because my mom was just kind of like looking at me with this like blank. fixed blank stare uh-huh. with a smile on her face. Like, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> I, she doesn't really read much anyway, so I don't think she cared when I was explaining it. But yeah. Um, anyway, I loved it. I loved it. I loved that it... Well, I was expecting rom-com because of the cover, but it was not rom-com. And it was all about self-discovery and um, finding yourself and... Finding your strength. Yes. Girl um, power. Yeah. I mean, it did have some rom-com aspects. Yeah, but that was... Not the point. That was, yeah, in the background. Mm-hmm. And in the foreground was Harriet... Um, wait, so earlier when I was like, uh, why don't they put the names of all the characters on the Goodreads descriptions? And you were like, uh, I know. <laughs> I was on Goodreads looking was, at my notes. I was trying to find the name of the, l- let's go into okay, it. Okay, and then, okay, okay. <laughs> you start. <laughs> okay. So, um, yes, as Jamie said, our main heroine is Harriet Hatley. Um, she is a wedding photographer. She's a photographer in general, but um, her main source of um, income, income, you know, her, which she usually gets booked is weddings. Um, so at the beginning of the, the book, she's at a wedding that she has been um, paid to, to take photos. And um, she goes to see the groom and the best man and take some photos and... The groom is nowhere to be found, and she learns from the best man that he actually peaced out uh, before the bride arrived. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then the bride arrives, chaos ensues, <laughs> and then it's, you know, a few months later is how it, right. it goes into it. Um, the the, yeah. the irony is that she is a wedding photographer, but she is against marriage herself. Correct. She personally has no desire to get married. Right. And she has informed her boyfriend um, of two years, John. Uh, John, the, thank you. I thought it was John, but I couldn't remember for his sure. His name is Jonathan, but she calls him John. And that's the name I was trying to look up. Yeah. Um, that she's told him on multiple occasions and assumed that he took her for her word or he understand her very clear comments about not ever wanting to get married. It's just not for her. She's she's 34 years old by the way. Yes. Um so it's a little shocking when John at a family dinner um proposes to her. Yes. In front of his entire family. Yes. And not just any family dinner, the 40th <laughs> anniversary of his parents whom she does not particularly particularly care for. Yeah, his fam- so he comes from like this rich family background and they're all kind of spoiled and have everything and she just doesn't get along with them very well. And they um his mother likes to give backhanded compliments that are really put downs to her about her appearance and the way she likes to dress and you can tell that they don't think that she fits in with their family and they think that their son can do no wrong that he's just the most wonderful human being to ever walk this and he thinks they can do no wrong either right He, he he has no backbone yeah, he he defends his family a lot. Right. Um. So he proposes, and uh, 
I mean, what's she going to do? What would you do, (laughs) listeners? I mean, that is such an awkward position to be in. I would have to say yes in the moment. You'd have to say yes in the moment. I I 100% agree. Like, what else would you do? There's no other option. I mean, there is another option. It's just even more uncomfortable than than the yes. I can't imagine doing that to somebody and saying no in front of their family. It's not just in front of their family. They're at a restaurant, restaurant. So it's... Tons of people and people are waiting for her to say her yes. And as a as a person viewing it, you generally assume, or I do, I don't know if you do, I generally assume that if someone is being proposed to in public, that that person who is doing the proposing knows almost a shadow of a doubt that that person is going to say yes. You Well, yeah, you would think if that's something you're going to do in public. Right. So she has. She says yes because she she can't say no in front of everybody. She's trying to save faith. You know, she doesn't want to put herself in a bad position, but she's also thinking about John. Like, I'm not going to decimate him in front of his entire exactly. family. That's what I'm saying. You have, at his parents' 40th. You wedding. have to say yes. Yeah. If you at all care about the person that's right. doing the proposing, you have to say yes, yes. even if you want to say no. Yeah. And then later on, you have a conversation, which they do, and her conversation is we're we're donezo like yeah i thought you knew what this was and i think too she realized especially in that moment even though she probably you know subconsciously knew that it wasn't gonna be the end all be all i think that moment really set into motion like i can't do this anymore he obviously is way more invested than i am even though i've told him i didn't want this um I need to get out of this now. That made her realize like, okay, this is not the right relationship for me. You know, I've got to get out of this. And there's no coming back from that. I mean, if you call off that type of, like you say, I'm not going through this. I'm not doing this. Like, where can you really go from that? His family's going to dislike you. And even if he says, oh, it's okay. I'm good with it. Like, it's he always, proposed. It's you awkward. know he's not going to be good with no, it. No, it just, yeah. To me, that's, do, 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 yeah. like, go, <laughs> boom, like. <laughs> Yeah, that's a dumpster fire. Yeah, exactly. So, um, okay. Yeah, they break up, um, and she doesn't have anywhere to go. They were living together. So she scrambles. Her friend says, Hey, there's this listing that you might be interested in. And she calls the guy, and it's just a room in his house. And they're both immediately just like, I need this to work, so let's do it. Like, it's just an immediate. Yeah, she sees like the photos on the listing, but um, it's before the listing gets posted. And so her friend tells her, this isn't going to last long. Here's his number. If you want it, you need to call him. And she was somewhere where she couldn't, she was at a wedding. Yeah. So she couldn't like leave to go look at it. So, you know, um, yeah. So she made that split. She had to get away from John because she'd been living with him at this point for maybe two weeks after their breakup. Yeah, and she did, she had to get out of that house because she was, like, staying in his guest room or whatever. It's just so awkward. And he was, like, doing weird things to try. He was like, I just made this, uh, you know, delicious dinner and I popped a bottle of wine. Would you like – and she's like, no, I'm good. Like, obviously, he wants – he's planning – he made dinner he's trying for to them. Get her like, back. it's really awkward. And she's like, this is so awkward. Um, yeah. Ugh. So she goes and – you know, they make the agreement she's going to live in his spare room and she goes and meets him and um, 
quickly realizes that unfortunately this man is the same man who left his future wife at the altar a few months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So they don't know each other. She goes in. She's like, oh, he's pretty. He's cute, you know. And she looks. She loves the house and everything looks great. And then his best friend, who happened to be his best man, um, shows up. And she's like, Sam? And he's like, Harriet? (laughs) Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, then they connect the dots that uh, that's how they know each other. And he is, of course, just mortified, well, as anyone would be. Yeah. Because <laughs> what do you think of someone who left a bride at the altar? Yeah, he's the worst. <laughs> he's the absolute. And so now Harriet's sitting here going like, I have to live with this terrible man. And he's what? thinking, I don't want this person who now is judging me and thinks that I'm awful to be my tenant who I have to see all the time. Right. It just sounds like a super <laughs> awkward situation. Um, but they're they're dealing with it. Um, in the meantime, some things bubble up from Harriet's past. She has an awful ex-boyfriend who was super manipulative, um, emotionally abusive, though never physically. Um, She runs into him at a wedding, go figure. Um, A wedding that she is taking, she is the photographer at the wedding. She's not just attending this wedding. That's correct. Yep. She's. He pretends not to know her. He's just awful in they dated every for years. possible way. <laughs> yeah. He's terrible. And and so some things, um, some interactions happen between the two of them and, and the past kind of comes bubbling up in a way that um, uh, negatively affects her business. And so she has to deal with the fallout of all yeah. of that. Yeah. And I, it also, um, she has two really close friends that um, throughout the book – she um, relies on, and it sounds like in the past you, they've relied on her, and she's, you know, they're, they've been friends forever. So Lorna is her best friend who she grew up with, and Roxy she's been friends with for over 15 years, and so they kind of have their little group, and Lorna has a restaurant, a Greek restaurant that she owns, and so they all, like, meet at the restaurant, and they go through everything, and through all the things that come up with this past relationship and just everything that's going on in Harriet's life, not only does her, you know, does she have repercussions with her career, her friendships also are involved as well. And so we kind of see all of that play out um, and what happens because of um, the past that she has tried to push down for so long and pretend that it didn't exist and it didn't hold power over her and, it, you know, it didn't um, affect her. Uh, well, she realizes that, you know, that's not necessarily yeah. true. Um, it absolutely still affects her, and it's something that she has to confront head on. And that's kind of the heart of what this book is about and why I loved it so much um, is that she she does finally, you know, face her past. And she, you know, she goes through struggles, but she comes out stronger on the other side of it. And, you know, again, I just – I I was expecting this to be a rom-com and I was like okay she meets Cal here here goes the Uh rom-com and then that didn't you know that part never really um was the focus of the book right yeah yeah um 
I just think that Vari McFarlane, the way that she writes, she's just really witty and she's smart. Like just her, the way that she pieces together a story is smart. Like, and I feel like that with most of her books, like you don't feel like you're just reading a rom-com. She has depth. Right. This It was more women's fiction than yeah. rom-com for sure, but it was so well constructed. Um, I just, I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, I did see another review that like it's, it started too slowly for, well, it was Addie's review. I'll just mm-hmm. say that straight up. She said it, it started too slowly for her, but I don't know. I didn't, um, I don't really have any criticisms. I just I don't either. Really I good. didn't, um, I didn't get, I didn't feel that. Right. Um, I kind of, I liked the progression and, um, the intermingling of all the characters throughout the book and how everything, you know, like, I don't know. I just, I thought it, I thought it, it did really well with kind of mixing all of those characters together in a way that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and then just like kept kind of coming back around. Like you wouldn't just get rid of John. You know what I mean? Yes, like he it, stays throughout the story. Right. Like it yeah. all kind of fit together. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, I, uh, totally agree. I'm just a huge fan. I can't wait to see, um, what she writes next. Yes. Cause, cause this was fantastic. And I feel like her books have just been getting better and better. I, I, hundred percent agree with that statement um side note i know we haven't done this in a long time but i do have a book that i did not particularly like okay i actually do too how crazy would that be if it was the same book well i i don't think so i don't know if the book is out yet is out yet that i read um so it wasn't bad (laughs) i will i will say like it was readable I just didn't, it wasn't the right rom-com for me. Okay, so it was a rom-com. This definitely isn't the same book then. Okay. Um, it is called The American Roommate Experiment by you know, Elena Armas. Something has kept me away from that. Okay, so I did not read The Spanish Love Deception, which was the first book in the... That's what's kept me away from it. I didn't like the Spanish love deception. Okay. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. So <laughs> this came out September 6th and I saw it and then I was trying to make sure that I did not need to read the Spanish love deception before I read this. And it was like, no, it's a standalone book. It's just the same characters intertwined kind of like Jasmine Guillory's books are. Right. Um, I, I don't, I don't, okay. So this is how I felt. I felt that the male lead character that is not how guys talk mm. like it that was can ruin. obviously written by a woman i know that sounds terrible i don't mean it like negatively but it just no i get what you're saying it just wasn't realistic it to, wasn't the, real- to the characters no yeah like i don't I'm not to put down guys guys are great <laughs> but it just I, I read it and i was just like i who is this guy and where are they? Because I don't know any guy that talks like that. And to the point that it made me cringe. Oh. See, I don't think I even finished The Spanish Love Deception. And this is so many eggplants <laughs> that, again, cringe. Okay. Like, even sex scenes, like the talking during sex, cringe. <laughs> like... 
I was listening to it like, mm. and my at one point, you know, I listened in my car, and like I, my daughter was asleep, and I was like, I'm gonna turn this off. <laughs> My nine-month-old would never understand any of this, but I'm but it's making you uncomfortable. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to listen to this. I don't want to listen to it by myself. I definitely don't want to listen to it in front of my nine-month-old, even though she's sleeping and she's nine months old. Um, <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, I'm glad that yeah. I don't need to even bother with that one. And I would. I also will say last thing about it that yeah. I didn't like the male narrator. Not good. <laughs> Cringe. Okay, so this is just cringy all around. And again, it wasn't terrible. Like, I could, I got through it. Like, I listened to it all and I was like, yeah, you know. But I couldn't, re- like, if someone asked me, I need a good rom-com right now. Anything came out recently that you like? No, it wouldn't, I would not tell them this book. Okay, good to know. Yes. Sorry. Mine, <laughs> yes, please apologize for... <laughs> Not liking a book. Um, Mine is called Always the First to Die by R.J. Jacobs. Okay. And I got an advanced copy from Libro FM. um, And I was in like a, you know, thrillery kind of mood. So I went for it. Well, that was a big mistake because the premise, like, the premise is that years ago there was this horror movie that was made and so a lot of it is told in flashbacks like on the set of the horror movie and in present day like the the director of the movie so the director of the movie is this guy and then his son and then an actress in the movie um got married and they had a daughter and so the daughter is going back to where the grandfather director lives and like visiting him on the set and he's maybe making another movie anyway movie 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 you get where I'm going with this it was so terribly done I could I I finished it only because and this is the book I texted you about Mm -hmm. I was like why do I do this myself I finished it because it was like I have to see what else this author gets so terribly wrong it was like easily Googleable things that in in one part of the book um in the flashback the actress asks the director's son I've always wondered what does a grip do and his response was something like oh anything that you see the camera on the grip handles that which is not true that's not what a grip does and it just drove me insane I was like I why why am I reading this but anyway, and as far as like it being thrillery and scary, it was not so much. Mm. So that was my that was my normally I I would I would just not finish this type of book, but I don't know, I had to. I just had to. And then I gave it two stars, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm 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 with you. I mean like we've talked about, if it's something, if if the topic of the book is something that you have passion and interest in, and it's not done properly, you can literally Google what a grip does. That's all I'm saying. So to get that wrong, frustrating. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> um, yeah, I did not explain anything about really the plot of the book that I said I did not care for but you can google it yeah and well, take the things that i said yes. and let me know yes. if you think it's awesome <laughs> same with jamie's book yeah let us know i don't feel like we need to give too much air time no. to these books that we're not recommending 
That's so funny that we had the same book and two books that we didn't like. Which we haven't done in ages. I know. Um, We're just on the same wavelength. We really are. Again, it's just synchronicity. Okay. So the tea that we're drinking today, do you want to do it? Sure. I always do it. Sure. You do it. <laughs> um, so this is <clears throat> unicorn tea for kids. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. So go tea bar, uh, which is a part of Red Stick Spice Company, which is a local Baton Rouge spice and tea company. <laughs> we, when we did our live recording there, um, uh, I don't know, a month ago or so, we decided to pick up some new teas. And we saw unicorn tea before we saw tea for kids at the bottom. <laughs> we were like, that's fun. Uh, what's unicorn tea? Let's do it. So even after we read it, the description of it, and we knew that it was for kids, we were like, we're not too old to drink unicorn tea. Well, my thought was, if it's for kids, it has to taste good. True. Because, like, what kid is going to want to drink tea? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you've got to make it taste delicious. So... I will tell you what is uh, in this delicious tea. Please do. Sprinkles. <laughs> I think so. It is. It really is. Vanilla Robios. Roibus. Roibus. Actually, I could be telling you that wrong. I don't know how to say that. Vanilla something. <laughs> it's spelled R-O-O-I-B-O-S. I think it's Roibus. Okay. Roibus. Vanilla Roibus. Sprinkles. Yes. Sparkle, yes, sugar, mm-hmm. and magic. Oh, magic! It's magical. Magic. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It says contain sugar and no caffeine. For oh, kids. no caffeine. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> Let me take another sip. <laughs> it's pretty bland. Which I mean, if it's for kids, it probably should be. It's just, it's just, it's fine. I'm sure kids would love this. I don't see a kid drinking this. Okay, fine. (laughs) I'm going to make some for Foster and see what he thinks. Okay. I don't think he's ever had a hot beverage before. (laughs) He hasn't had hot chocolate? No, he probably has. You're right. He's probably had hot chocolate. I mean, he is six. Definitely had hot chocolate. If he hasn't had hot chocolate, that's that should be your first. That should be your first hot <laughs> beverage. Then introduce no, introduce this first, and then say, "What'd you think? Did you think? Okay, now try this. This is a cup of chocolate, and it's hot. Do you like this more?" <laughs> um, yeah, meh. Is it just me, or does it have a hint of mint? <laughs> Jamie does not like mint flavored teas <laughs> or mint flavored things. Um, I don't. You're not getting that? I don't. Now you're messing with my mind. I don't know if I am or I'm not. Okay. I don't think I am. Okay. Um, I will tell you, though, if you look at the tea in the package itself, it's really cute <laughs> because it has sprinkles throughout and it has little lavender petals, which they don't even list lavender as a thing. But that's definitely. Yeah. That's definitely lavender. Yeah. Um, anyways, but the sprinkles are really cute. I know. The packaging is cute, too. It's definitely, like, geared towards kids, and it's got yeah. a little cartoony unicorn. Anyways. I'll let you know what Foster thinks. Please do. <laughs> so, I, uh, yesterday, so, okay, let me, let me start over. Friday night, I went to New Orleans for my cousin's baby shower. I stayed there Friday night, and then Saturday, um, 
Melissa, whose wedding I went to Spain for and then didn't get to go to the wedding. Yes. She flew into New Orleans for the weekend, so I got to hang out with her. Awesome. And yeah, I was so excited since I didn't actually get to see her. in spain so we got to just catch up and um we went to brunch at broussard's which was delicious and then we walked around the square and we went to faulkner house books and um yeah i just walked around that sounds delightful it was it was really really nice you know whenever i go to new orleans i'm like i actually like this city i should come here more and then i remember the crime is terrible and the reason that we don't really go anymore but yeah, my sister who lives in Metairie, um, which is like a little suburb outside of New, New Orleans, Orleans. Um, she sent me yesterday actually an article that says you saw this. No, I didn't. That New Orleans is now the um, top city in the United States, ahead of like Detroit for uh, most dangerous cities. <sighs> Uh, yeah, just such a bummer. An hour to an hour and a half away from us. <laughs> Honestly, bad Rouge isn't much better when great. it comes to crime. It's not great. So we need to we need to do better, folks, people. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. New Orleans itself, outside of the unfortunate issue, um, the crime issue, it is a really cool city. Yeah, there's so much to do. There's so many little hidden gems, and um, yeah, you, there's just so much culture. Like there's just so much there you know i mean there's something for everyone it's not just like what people think new orleans is it's not just bourbon street right yeah it's so much more than that yeah but well i'm glad that you got to see her yes that's awesome that was really really nice um well i'm glad that um everything synced properly where we read the same book and we both loved it and that we can highly recommend this book to our listeners absolutely Teddy is telling us it's time to go. Yeah. So let's say cheers. Cheers. And call it a day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers. Cheers.